welcome to a well a different program. This is yeah. not a full Sabbath school program. In no. fact, this isn't even the replacement for that. This is actually a training session we're going to do about how to teach an effective and right. study for an effective. Which we Sabbath said program. we were going to do. Yes, we're We've keeping been talking our word. about <laughs> finishing up. We've just finished up quarter number two in the Sabbath yes. quarterly lesson. And in our transition to our new format, we said we would do some training on how to teach the lesson. Right. Maybe we should talk for a minute about that new format, what, we're, yes. what we have been doing and what we're aiming to transition to. Uh, first of all, we have been, as hopefully you're well aware by now, providing a full content Sabbath school program with the mission program, the interviews, the videos that go with that. And then the full lesson study with uh, you know every mm-hmm. aspect of it. And it takes a full hour or plus to just like you would in a regular Sabbath school class. Our churches are now opening up. I anticipate as this is going to be airing uh, the first week of July, right. that by now most, if not all, of our churches in Michigan are in some stage well, of reopening. When you say airing, the reality is that we are providing these videos as a resource and the churches may use them who knows when. That's a good point. Um, well, and let's talk about that. So what we have been doing is that, is that Sabbath school program, when local churches weren't having their own Sabbath school program, right. so if you're at home or if you're in some small group that couldn't fellowship with the broad or whatever, that you could have a Sabbath school option. But we in the Sabbath School Personal Ministries Department don't want to take that well-intended program and actually turn it into a detriment to the local Sabbath School program. So what we don't want to do is supplant or take the place of the local Sabbath School. I'm not going to Sabbath School. I'm going to stay home and watch it. Right. Right. That is the last thing we want to see happen. Uh, and so, what, But at the same time, we don't want it to completely disappear off the scene if we have a responsibility to help Sabbath right. schools be enriched and developed. So what we're going to do is transition to producing, by God's grace, a weekly, uh, much shorter, less fully produced video that will go over some of the main highlighted features and, and themes and topics in the lesson that week. Target time is about 25 minutes. Yep. We haven't determined yet if it's going to be a hard every week or we're going to have a in little In that minute. neighborhood. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. No and, and the goal being, and also I want to release it earlier in the week so it's not tempted to be like, oh, it's Friday night and we're going to watch this for Sabbath school. You're going to notice we're not going to be in a full suit. We're going to be um, uh, kind of less formal in our mm-hmm. conversation. And it's kind of a working group working through the, well, this quarter is going to be Making Friends for God uh, lesson studies. And each week, we're going to just break down the lesson as to some of the high points right. that we see that would be good for teachers to be aware of and also for class members to be aware of so that all of our Sabbath schools and every local church can have a rich and full uh, Bible study series uh, every Sabbath. That's right. And we're still going to be making outlines for the lessons like we did during the, the uh, time when we were doing the program. Right. Not that anybody has to use the lesson, lesson outline or go verbatim through it. But as we go through today's um, study on how to prepare the study, right. uh, you'll understand how we put the outlines together, and you may use them to make your own outlines or however you'd like to use them. It's just going to be a, a, exactly. a teaching tool. Right, and so what we're doing today is not one of the new videos in the sense that this is not a weekly, we're going to go over next week's lesson. What we're doing today is talking about, A, what we're going to be doing in the future and how Sabbath school teachers and Sabbath school members can better prepare for lesson studies on the Sabbath day so that when they get to the local church Sabbath school program, it's not starting from scratch or just opinion fest. There can be quality conversations and edification across the board. That's right. Uh, One other thing that we might note that's pretty obvious at this point is, you know, some 
generally you gain interest in a video by different camera angles. That's true. And you also gain a lot of work in production. Well, you do. We've only got one camera angle, so we're going to have to, I guess, be really interesting in the time that we have. A lot of hand gestures. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I don't know yeah. about that, but. Uh, in all seriousness, what we want to do is have, and, and we don't want it to be like, we've got to hold their interest for an hour. It's yeah. not going to be that. We want more succinct, uh, what pith is what we're aiming for, right? Uh, and so there's a lot that we won't be able to cover that hopefully your local Sabbath school class can pull out and really have a full conversation with. Mm -hmm. So for this particular one, we're going to walk through how a quarterly is made, how a weekly lesson is taught, and how to prepare for one effectively. Yeah, right? we're just steps in, in uh, steps in how to teach. Well, you know, we've talked about this as we've gone around to a lot of different churches, and not just here in Michigan as we've spoken at other churches. It, it's evident, I don't say that critically, but it's evident that a, a lot of Sabbath school, well, I know this is, as a pastor even, um, mm -hmm. that a lot of people are thrown into position of teaching Sabbath school without ever getting much training. And I've had mm. a lot of Sabbath school teachers say, man, I wish somebody would help me with this and that. And so they do the best that they can. And generally, people do a decent job, but there are things in any uh, uh, kind of teaching, any kind of task that you're doing that if you knew some simple tools that would help right. you in your proficiency. And especially when it comes to Sabbath school, we want, uh, there are certain things that we're going to talk about that work against you as a teacher. If you just come into it, you're generally thinking, well, let's see, I've got to go over the quarterly, and you're going to follow oftentimes the, the outline, bad yeah. habits of the oh, person yeah, that true. went before you, because that's the only way you know how to do it. And so we just want to provide some ways that you can make the Sabbath yeah, Have you ever more thought about that? Like, yeah. if we're not consciously teaching people and making concerted effort. subconsciously. Evidence, right, but there is teaching going on. That's people learn exactly how Sabbath right. school works just from kind of either being in it well, or watching other people lead it. And it, it, we've kind of morphed into Sabbath school being what it is. And it's amazing. I, I'm just going to add living here, Mark. But, yes. But as we go around to different churches in this conference and probably yeah. elsewhere in the world, that... Sabbath school is oftentimes very, very similar. Yes. But some of those same things that people might see as a complaint or a, a, a drawback to Sabbath school are repeated in other places. It's like just we've like got our a systemic kids don't Sabbath only school. copy our good habits. And <laughs> right. Good, right. They copy our bad habits. And generation after generation, people move yes. and take them to other churches. And so it just kind of like spreads across the paradigm of Adventism. That if Sabbath time school permitted, we talk about how we ran board meetings and everything because we've talked about certain yes. things. You come to the church manual and how a board meeting is run. I've never seen a board meeting run that way. Exactly. And I was running a board meeting the way I saw my pastor run it and elders right. in the past and how that things went when I began pastoral ministry. So yes, we want to provide um, some, some tips and tools that yeah. will help um, you to have a more engaging and uh, 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 beneficial class that, that uh, blesses the the students that you teach. Amen. Should we start with a word of prayer? Yes, we should. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this opportunity. Please bless our time now together as we look at not just a particular lesson, but how lessons are produced and how we can reproduce the same quality uh, Sabbath school programming in every local church, whether it's a small group of a handful of people or a large group with multiple classes. Lord, help the tips that we're going to talk about today to be from you and a blessing to your field, for we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now you talk about how the lesson is, is put together, the quarterly, how the quarterly yes. is made, and that may seem like an odd thing, but it helps us to understand the role 
and the mm -hmm. function that was intended by the quarterly. And it, it, it may not be as helpful for everybody, but sure it was helpful for me when I understood how the quarterly was put together. For example, yes. if you open, I'm going trying to get to the very first page of this quarterly. It's literally well, page one. And yes. what we, but to, while we're looking at this, Mark and I have adult Sabbath school teacher guides, right? Yes. So we have the adult teachers Sabbath school quarterly. So it's the same content as the student guide, but it has additional elements uh, for teachers to be helpful. And you, every member of the class is allowed to have a teacher's guide. They're not some secret mm -hmm. thing. You just have to order. It, pays, it costs a little bit more, yeah. but you get some of the added bonus material. For, they'll already have teaching aids in there. And I personally don't use the teacher guides, just mm. be honest with you. So you don't have to. I'm just saying that you don't have to have a teacher's guide to be a teacher right. and to be able to put together a lesson. The reason that we order the teacher's guides, at least I ordered them here in our department, is because the paper had a more of a lay open <laughs> and the the, the non-teacher quarterlies were kind of stiff and so that's why i ordered well and see teacher and guide. here's where we diverge i yes. actually like the teacher's quarterly a because it does lay open nicer and it's got so it's got bigger pages and stuff right. so there's more room to write also those added elements there's some great commentary uh, yes, some quotes there's a lot of uh, illustrations and things that if i were to be a teacher and or i just wanted to have a a broader uh, uh, learning experience even right. as a member, uh, I, there's just more content in here. And so if they're going to offer it, why not take it? So I like that too. There you go. So <laughs> it's okay. You can, you can agree with me or you can be wrong with Mark, whatever you prefer. <laughs> so when you look, for example, right inside the front cover on the first page here, it says it lists the principal contributor, the editor, associate editor, et cetera, et cetera. Now, the principal contributor for this lesson is Elder Mark Finley. But what right. you're going to find in our last quarterly, there were two uh, principal contributors. Right. And so what you'll find is that the lesson, the, the general conference contracted with somebody to write out a quarter's worth of lessons. Mm -hmm. Then those lessons are submitted to the editorial staff. Mm -hmm. And they have to go through the lesson and make sure everything is kosher and what yeah. have you. Yeah. And the reality is, and I... I mean, I partially hate to say it, but I think it bears saying that I, I know that there are times when the editorial staff has had to edit, not as far as I know with Elder Finley's lesson or any, you know, right. but has had to edit lessons because some of the views that were put forth were not Right, right down the line with what views. And, and it created a little bit of conflict behind the scenes. But um, the reason I'm saying that is that it's important to understand that there are lessons I go through even after the editorial staff, and I just may not take have the same take on it. And I have to be careful with this because this isn't a, it, it, the Sabbath school lesson is not a free-for-all. One of the most powerful things about the lesson is that worldwide... Yes, there's a continuity of belief. You go, yeah. to, you go to an Adventist church anywhere on the Sabbath, and, and who knows what sermon you're hearing. But when you go to Sabbath school, you're That's all right. studying the same quarterly, and, it's, and it gives us that unification. Right. And so it's a big responsibility, and I do appreciate very much the work of the Sabbath School Department of the General Conference that gives us the quarterlies. Mm -hmm. um, now, having said that, that doesn't mean that everything in the quarterly is something that either I agree with or that I want to teach the way they're teaching it, more often mm -hmm. the second than the first. Usually it's not something I think is, is error, right. but I wouldn't emphasize that point. And it may have to do with the fact well, that I'm teaching in a church where they have different needs than the general... Well, and, and the same thing is true. Like, if you'll notice in that first page, there's no, the word author is not there. Right. There is no author. 
there's a principal contributor. That's right. There's an editor and a team of editors. And so, for instance, even the topics that are, it's not like, they plan these things, if I'm not mistaken, five years in advance. Yes. And they assign people or they recruit people to be authors or contributors, I should say. And then they'll work on the script and they'll turn it back in. There's a lot of back and forth and it goes through subcommittees. It has to be checked by the Biblical mm -hmm. Research Institute and all these different things. And so there's all the good things that you've highlighted about it keeps us theologically uh, uh, straight. It mm -hmm. keeps us unified across a broad spectrum. That's very good. Now, one of the drawbacks logistically, however, is you've heard the joke, you know, what is a camel? A camel is a horse, horse built by, by a committee, committee right? Yes. And that sometimes when you start reading through it, you can lose that singular line of reasoning or that one voice that goes through. And so you might have some weeks where, and we'll get into this in a minute too, where yes. Sunday doesn't necessarily lead to Monday, lead to Tuesday. Like it's not like one arc of thought because they've had to edit and do different things and repackage for the seven right. day weekly cycle. So when we, in a few minutes, we're going to talk about how well, to present like a lesson, said, but it may not necessarily be in the linear Sabbath, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. No, you know. and, and likely it wasn't that way with the principal contributor. Right. But he had to fit it. The reason for the Sabbath afternoon, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday format is for personal devotional study. Right. They want you to be studying a little bit every day, so they break it down and divide it. And so now the contributor has to think, how am I going to take this thought? And sometimes he's got to spill it over into several days. Now, the reason that we're bringing that up is a lot of teachers teach... Let's look at Sunday. Let's look at Monday. Let's look at Tuesday. And that really isn't the way that the lesson was originally written, but right. it was arranged that way for the class members to study during the week, not for the teacher to teach by. Well, and we saw that in our last quarter's lessons. For instance, you had, if I'm not getting a title correct, but it was about creation or the Genesis yes. narrative. And it, it took two weeks to do it. It just said part one and part yes. two, because there's like, no way I can fit this <laughs> in seven little slivers where you might have one text and a thought, you know. So this, they just said, we'll just make it two weeks and part, part one, part two. Right. And it, looking back on it, the one about the Bible as prophecy. Yeah, I wish they could have They had a year a day principle, 2,300 days. For, I mean, it's like, they put everything in it. And so, you know, some things get squeezed, some things get expanded. and. And not that that's right or wrong, mm -hmm. but the teacher might say, hey, this is a really good point. Let's draw this out a little bit more. Well, that's and a let's perfect example because the contributors have, are in a, working in circles where creation has come under attack yes. in our church. So as a teacher, your teacher's addressing people on yes. the issues he knows are, are out there. Well, We've encountered a lot of kickback on our prophetic positions. So we would have said, oh, if we, we, we right. could have more. But that's the point is that the teacher's role is not just to repeat information, but to take uh, uh, that role and use it to convey what the Holy Spirit impresses that the class needs to hear. Sure, absolutely. So when we go through, like it might be disturbing, I don't know if disturbing is the right word, but it might be frustrating or unsettling for some people. It's like, so you're gonna jump straight into Wednesday's lesson? We haven't even covered Sabbath afternoon. Mm -hmm. so it's like, well, yes, but that doesn't mean we're skipping the other. We might come back to it That's or right. might fold it into a different perspective, but we're gonna wrap it in our own, and uh, Sabbath school teachers need to do this. You need to, you need to embody the lesson. So you can speak to it, yes. uh, not just like, I remember Sunday said this and Monday said this and then Tuesday. You should be able to take those days of the week out of the equation and just speak intelligently and convincingly about what the message was trying to be conveyed the whole right. week, not just 
on that day. Well, you know we're going to explain how to how to yeah. do that, some how-to to do that. So let's, and you know, you've already touched on the fact that there is a teacher's guide available that gives a lot of help in that yes. direction. So if if you don't have a teacher's guide and you want one, go to, you know, if you're the Sabbath school superintendent, you just have to order one where you order yep. the supplies, or you can go to the Sabbath school superintendent and ask that In the they same get way that you have quarterly. large print, you have easy reader, you have the standard member, uh, class member or study one, and then you have the teacher's issue. So yes. there's at least four different versions of this same content that if you want a bigger one, you can get large print. If you want the teacher one for the extra content. But they've. I applaud the General Conference for taking all of those different interests yes. into consideration. So. So, anyway. so when it comes to, so we're going to go from, move from there into how to review your lesson and then prepare the lesson for teaching it mm-hmm. and then how to actually teach. All right. So we'll talk about reviewing the lesson first of all. And we're just, I'm going to talk about what I do. Cameron's going to weigh in. We're going to talk about what we do. Uh, that doesn't mean you have to do it just this way, but it's just giving you practical ideas of how you might, um, again, prepare the lesson. Before I prepare, which we're going to talk about in a bit, I review it. I want to go over the lesson. I want to read it. I want to yep. look up the texts. I want to highlight. I want to make notes. And we're going to show you on the screen some samples of what we do in our quarterly. I can't, mm-hmm. you're not going to see real clear here. And I don't have a whole lot of notes in this one. Well, this is still the new quarter. We haven't all that's got, right. yeah, yeah. But I've highlighted, and I'll show some, some just some quick shots, screenshots of, of last quarter's but, but for I, instance, you use highlighting and red pen and different things where I'm more of an underliner and check marks and brackets right. kind of guy. But these are not sacrosanct. You need to write them up. Right? right. I'm saying like you need to get some ink on this page somehow. And, and what I'll do is, is and I, and I want to bring this out, that we've talked a lot about the quarterly because it's, this, it's the lesson, it's the study guide. Mm-hmm. But the quarterly is the study guide for this. Yes. <laughs> the Sabbath school lesson is a lesson on the scripture. And a lot of times I know people who read the quarterly but don't read the scripture. And they might mm. read the texts in the quarterly, but a lot of times when I'm reading through and reviewing the lesson mm-hmm. and I look at the text, I've got to spend a little more time reading before and after, getting more content. I may go to the Bible commentary, go to several commentaries to get, like, like what is that? Like, why did they pull that single passage out? When well, so yeah. I understand the passage. So my study is not limited to the quarterly. But the first thing I want to do is I just want to go through the whole thing. Which, by the way, they officially, you'll not see the word Oh, quarter- that's right. You'll not find the word quarterly in the quarterly. No. And you go online, it's not referred to as a quarterly. Now, colloquially, we still call That's it right. the quarterly. But there was a, con- and it was probably, <laughs> what, 20 years back, 30 years back, to call it the adult Bible study I, guide. I'm not old enough to remember that. <laughs> Whatever. <Tell me. laughs> uh, they, can, they can see. You're yes. old enough to remember. But the point was that people had referred to it as, you know, this is what we study. It's right. our quarterly. When the thing is, this is supposed to be a guide to Bible study. That's exactly right. And so they went out of their way to make sure it's called the Adult Bible Study Guide, and still everybody calls it the quarterly. Right. But anyway. So I will read through the week's lesson. I'll have my highlighter with me, marking pens. You know, I'll highlight things that I may want to teach in class, and there are par- parts of paragraphs 
and I may in the class go to a paragraph, but I may have, and you'll see in our notes that it'll say, you know, Sunday's lesson, paragraph one, but I might within that just have two sentences of paragraph one that I want to emphasize in the class. <laughs> so as I go through, I'm just highlighting those things that jump out, and if I have a thought about another text that goes with it, or a good example, or illustration, or another quote uh, from Spirit of Prophecy or something, I jot that in my notes. And so that's my first step, is just going through, reading it all, highlighting it all, before Which, I actually yeah. prepare my lesson. Which even like just a little thing, but this coming week's lesson on Thursday, I noted yes. that literally the first half of the thing is just reviewing what we've already talked about. So I didn't find any new content there to bring out and highlight. Yes. However, if I was on a Sabbath school uh, class, they might say, all right, let's look at th Thursday. And they just start reading through it. Yes. And they're like, dude, you already recognize that this is just saying what we already saw. This is, mm -hmm. I wouldn't call it a waste of time, but it's unnecessary yes. for sure. And so going through each one and saying, what's the point of this day? How does it connect to yes. this day? You know. Well, another thing to bring out on that that's very important is your class has had the quarterly. You don't, <laughs> last thing you want to do, the, to, to, for me, the, the, the least engaging class is going to be one that just comes and tells me everything I read all week. <laughs> In other words, your job as teacher is to draw out mm -hmm. and, and emphasize things that you as teacher uh, have been led by the Holy Spirit to teach. And teaching is a spiritual gift, and the Holy Spirit will give you as a teacher insights and things to bring out. Right. And so just to go through and reiterate the lesson... Um, and I know that part of the reason we do that is we say, well, they didn't study the lesson, but that's, they're bad, yeah. you know? Create a little positive because, pressure, you know? You know, present the class for the benefit of the people who did take the time to study that lesson, and maybe the others will catch on. It's just like Ellen White right. has made statements about starting the class on time. Some teachers are like, well, people aren't here yet. She says, if you start it later, people will come <laughs> later, and then yep. later, and later, and later, and later. Start on time, people feel like, hey, I missed something, I better get here on time. Yep. Later has a way of getting <laughs> later. By okay. the way... This is water, just so your people are clear, <laughs> just so the urban legends don't go around. I'm just thirsty and there's it's a glass of water. It's decaffeinated water. It's, it's the only water there is. It's good water. Anyway, so the first thing I'll do is review the lesson, reading yep. through the scriptures, it, highlighting it, uh, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Then I move on to preparation. And the preparation, my preparation of the lesson has been what you'll see in these outlines. And the first step in that preparation and for both of us, even though there's, a, there's, there's a li maybe little differences, is I want to step back now, now that I've read the whole lesson, and ask myself, what are the key points, what are the most important parts of this lesson that I want to convey to my class as a teacher? And as I already said, that may vary from class to class. I mean, you're, because uh, the Lord, through His Holy Spirit, gives us things that are practical to our members. And there may be things that your church is going through that the lesson speaks right to. That may not be the same for a church down right. the road. But at any rate, for whatever reason, you're going to go through, and I would say don't gather more than four key points. Mm. Usually three or four. I've had exceptions to that, but generally three or four key points uh, are, is going to be right. what you can and cover in a typical and class. And it might be... It might be difficult to think of it that way because you're like, well, we've got seven days. So yes. there's seven points. So am I taking out three of them or four of them? And I would say no. What They're I would generally seven points in seven days. Well, that's the thing, too, is that some days might be repetitions of other days and expanded. But if you could take the day label off of it and pretend like this was one document of seven pages long, and then someone asked you to tell me what that little booklet was about, could you do it in two, three, or four points? Could you say kind of the gist of what they were saying was this, or maybe even in one sentence, you know, uh, like for instance, this first coming weeks is about wh uh, why witnessing, right? 
And so the whole lesson is what is our motivation for sharing our faith? You could do that in one sentence, but obviously you can break it down into different elements and we're going to get into that later. Um, but could you, from your own study of it, apart from the daily divisions, just explain briefly what the lesson was trying to teach? And as you do that, at least that's how I think, you can start to see, well, this seems to be a main point uh, that I want to bring out because if I were to tell it to somebody in 20 seconds, this is what came out of my mouth. Right. That's got to be something that's stuck in my head, right? So just think of it as a document that you're finding those main points, and they're there. Right. Um, anyway. Well, I was just, as you're talking, I was looking at the teacher's comments, which is, just, that, that, that's exactly Very what similar. it is at the yeah. end. Part one, overview. Okay, so that's just kind of an introduction to the lesson. And then part two, commentary. Now, this is where your main points of your lesson are brought out. And it's interesting that as you get partway through there, it says, it gives an introduction that says, first, yep. we witness for this reason. Second, Second, we witness, and there's only the two. Right. And then it goes into what it expanding the word. And then there's an illustration. And then it gives an application. Section three is life application. So there are three sections, but in the right. content, in the body of it, there are essentially three main points it makes and then gives an illustration and moves into a final life Well, and, uh, and, and reality, I mean, you look at that, part one is the overview, which is important, right? Right. But the body part is part two. Right. And there's only two points. Well, and I don't know what exactly and then expanding, this expanding the word is. the word is kind of a third okay, point. Okay, maybe a third point. But then application, what do you do with the thing? So they basically take off That's the cruise right. and they come right back down. And so uh, the teacher's edition, as Mark just highlighted, already uh, is trying to convey to teachers to view the lesson this way. And it'll teach better that way too. That's right. And if you need help with this, this is what our Talking Points program is going to be. We're basically going to be going over what we have identified as the key points in the lesson. That doesn't mean, I'm going to tell you right now, there, there <laughs> may be, as you go through the lesson, you might get different key points. Fine. You might have more key points or you might have a different key point than one that we have, which is right. fine. But it'll give you an idea. The bottom line is this. When you go through the lesson, you're going to notice key points. You're going to notice that there are, there's a lot said, but there are some things, some things that are just that really, really stand out. Mm -hmm. standing out. And so when I prepare my lesson, I step back. For example, the first lesson, which we're going to be talking about in our talking points, but why witness? That's the question. Why witness? You know, in stepping back, I might come up with a reason. In yes. fact, I think we did that wasn't specifically outlined in the lesson itself. Well, guess what? It became one of my key points. That's right. Okay? And so... But um, you can also imagine like that broad of an... I mean, the opening question of this whole quarter is why witness? And that alone, there's going to be certain Sabbath school classes that are going to focus on the mission and we got to win the world and they're going to look at the statistics. There's this many countries and we got to time and we're going to hasten the coming of Jesus. Other people will come along and say, right. what about the love of God? And they're going to... Fit. None of those are wrong. But one Sabbath school class, because of the leadership mm -hmm. of the teacher, might go in one direction, at least of emphasis, and the other one might go the other way. But we want teachers to be able to say, how do I view this lesson and how That's can right. I teach it most effectively from my perspective? Well, I'm going to show this on the screen, so just for sake, because uh, for a practical example, and you mentioned hastening, uh, one reason for witnessing is hastening the coming of Jesus. Well, that wasn't explicit in the lesson. It mm -hmm. was implicit, but it wasn't, it was implied, but it wasn't spelled out. Mm -hmm. So we added it. But if you notice that, that as I step back from the lesson, these are the key points I came away with with why we should witness. Number one, to give opportunity for salvation. Number two, for personal spiritual growth. Number three, to make Jesus glad. 
And number four, because we're Christians. And we're going to explain that if you want to know how that goes. In yeah. our, but um, I didn't put the hastening, the hastening, the coming of Jesus came under the heading of to make Jesus glad. Mm-hmm. So y- you may look at some, you may say, well, this is a key point. And then you may step back and say, well, wait a minute. Not really. It's a, it's a supporting uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, idea or reason for yeah. one of my key points. Right. And so clearly, uh, the Sabbath school lesson already outlines them. We're going to make an outline, but you might come up with your own talking points. That's fine, uh, but just make sure that it's that it's. Um, how do I say this? It's not the most minor thing that you just have a hobby horse for. You don't want to do that. You want to try to accurately convey the the substance of the lesson, but still in your skin from your perspective as the Lord leads you. So. That's right. And and here's the reason for this is one of the most important reasons. It's not the only reason for identifying those key points. Because if you have been a Sabbath school teacher or student, if you've ever gone to Sabbath school, you know that many times, in fact, in my experience, if not most times, and I've mentioned it as we did our our program during our last quarter, we rarely get through the lesson. Mm. Very often, you're not further than Tuesday. And somebody says, well, I guess that's all we have time for. We're running out of time. There's the bell. (laughs) And and there's a couple challenges with that. Sometimes, because again, the way that the contributor built the lesson, and anytime you build something, you're building into the heart of it, but maybe the heart of it came Wednesday afternoon or Thursday. Mm. But they had to lay it out, lay their case out. Yeah, to get And there. so all you did in the class was study through Tuesday, and you missed the heart of their right. whole lesson. Which is not to say that those things were bad, but they no. might be preamble to the main point they were right. trying Sometimes to lay out. Sometimes we miss some of the biggest blessings in the lesson because we try to follow that format. So when you identify the key points, the other thing I was going to say is, as a Sabbath school teacher, you know that Sabbath school times, oh, something went long this morning. A superintendent's remarks were long or something else happened and we've got something this other Whether it's a program, this thing, we're only going to have 35 so, minutes instead right. of 50 minutes. Or, yeah. When you know your key points, you're able to cover right. the entirety of the lesson in any amount of Whatever time, time, even if they shrink. Five minutes. That's right. It's like, well, look, friends, we don't have time to discuss it, but I'm going to tell you this week's lesson, we covered this and it was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, whatever right. you say. But. The key points helps you to keep things on track. And so when you identify the key points when it comes to your lesson, then you organize those in an outline fashion in in a logical sequence. And it may be that as you identify key points and you say, oh, there's one in Sunday that I see and there's one on Tuesday and there's one in in Thursday, but that one Thursday to me makes more sense to do first. Mm. You're allowed to do that. You're the teacher. (laughs) You are the teacher. So you're going to take those key points and you're going to put them in what makes for a logical teaching flow for you. Well, maybe this is a good time to transition to teaching the lesson, right? Because let's say that yes. we've read through it, we've studied it, we've compiled it as we see fit, we've outlined it, we're, mm-hmm. we're prepared. And then we go in, and uh, this goes back to that great divide. What, what is the role of the Sabbath school teacher? And let, yes. me, let me put it this way. Let me, outside of Sabbath school teaching, uh, the chair of a committee, okay? There's basically two ways you can chair a committee. You can merely be the parliamentarian, the moderator, yes. right? And you're just making the trains run on time, making the full the agenda, right? The facilitator, if you will, right? And so you don't really have skin in the game. Your job is to manage the other people who have skin in the game. Mm-hmm. Or there's the more activist model that says, I'm not just going through the agenda, I'm setting the agenda. And I would strongly advocate 
that our Sabbath school teachers, while we don't want to be dictatorial and authoritarian and mean or anything like overbearing or any of those bad extremes, to <laughs> not be just a passive kind of moderator of a discussion that you just like, well, let's just throw it out and see what happens. Now stay in line. You <laughs> just described the words you used, unfortunately, are the reason why a lot of adult Sabbath school teachers almost refuse to teach because mm. they don't want to be labeled as, yes. you know, but authoritarian or whatever. But what other format of learning can you imagine? I mean, look, I, I paid for my son's college tuition, mm -hmm. it was a sacrifice. And if I learned that when he went to class, the teacher got up and said, well, I'm really not a teacher. I'm just a facilitator. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Yeah. I'd say I want my money back. <laughs> That's right. Right? There's no teach. So I'm not considering the teacher to be a dictator or authoritarian right. to teach. Right. Teaching the lesson does, is not saying that you are the end all for knowledge and you know everything, but somebody has to do it. And, and more than that, this is... When you're nominated, this is a sacred office in it the is. church. It it's is. It's a calling from God. The Spirit of God will give you ability to teach. Not that you're the only one who can teach anything in the world, in the universe, whatever. Right. But You've at been the same time, with that task. Yes. you're a teacher. And that task is assumed to be a leadership task, not just a facilitator task. In the That's sense right. that... We expect you to prepare the lesson. We expect you to have a plan and to make sure it flows through. So your job is to know where this is going and to make sure it gets there. That's right. Right. And so that takes some leadership. You're going to have to say, I need you to speak up or let's talk about this passage and I don't have time or we're not, this yes. is the place to go down that rabbit hole. I'm not saying it's a bad, but it's not where we're going today. Right. And those types of like assertive statements and leadership um, qualities need to be manifest in the teacher if you're going to do a good job teaching. That's right. Yeah. So we're going to put up on the screen the outline we used for the last couple weeks when we did our Sabbath School Live in Iberian Springs at the Village Church for mm. the camp meeting. We had a class there that we, an impromptu class, but in preparing the class, and this is one of the things, the challenges you're running into as a teacher is you want to have dialogue in the class. You want to have engagement and discussion. The problem is when it gets when you become the facilitator or moderator, the, the terminology advertises that nobody's the, no no no. It advertises that everybody's the teacher. Everybody except you. And, and exactly. Then, yeah. And then what often happens, and I hate to say it is, you usually have a couple people who love to teach the class from the class. That they're the, gonna step into that unspoken vacuum. And the other and students the other it. students don't like it. They want you to lead. That's right. I'm telling you, I've had people come to me and, and, and it was, I was a pastor and say, I just, our Sabbath school click because so-and-so always speaks up and nobody shuts them down and they're always off and talking, rambling on, whatever else. So I'm just saying that... Uh, Do you think we need to make part of this training thing dealing with crazy people? Because <laughs> there might be one or two out there. Well, that's a part of teaching. And so yes, this is what is. I, you know, so when you look at uh, this outline, I'm going to put it on the screen, you'll notice that as I went through preparing this, we were timed. We had a we had a limit. We had to be you know we started and we had to be finished by ten forty five, and so what I'll do you'll see a little parentheticals where I've allotted an amount of time for each segment of mm -hmm. the class, and as I was teaching and I had questions I asked and I had discussion, but all the time I was watching the clock, especially because of the video production, whatever. Mm -hmm. Sometimes in a classroom you have a little more leeway, 
But I was watching the clock, and when we got close, in fact, I even told the students ahead of time, and your class will get to know this if they come to your class every week. These, these guys I'd never been in a class with, I'd never taught them before, so this was new to them. And I explained to them that, you know, if in our discussion you bring something up and then I say, well, we really need to move on to... I said, don't think that you made a bad comment or said something wrong. Mm -hmm. That's my role as a teacher to keep things moving. So feel free to give your input, but there may be times where I have to move things along. That's right. And so I communicated that, that that's the role of the teacher. They were fine with that. And there were times where when I saw the clock was coming to a certain point, you know, I might see that the comment would go over a little, but it was good. And it, but there are times I had to move things along and say, okay, well, you know, we're, our time's moving on. Let's go to whatever. So you're keeping, and yeah. when you know your key points like that, you, you can, can do have that, that flexibility. You can adapt to that. That's right. And let's talk about questions because there seems to be always this, almost a false dichotomy. Either you're going to ask questions and let it just go to wherever the conversation right. wants to lead, or you're just going to lecture. When the reality is, you do have a lecturing kind of posture, but you do want to draw in comments and, right. and dialogue and discussion. So. Let me recommend a few ways you can do that while still keeping the train on the tracks, right? First of all, ask people to do things like read specific passages. When they're reading the passage, and to, if they jump off and start, you know, adding their own commentary, then you have to read. But for the most part, if you say, read John 3, verses 15 through 17, they're going to read those three verses, right? Yes. And then you can say, now, now you can base off of their reading uh, a question. And don't just say, like, for instance, what do you think about that? Yeah, exactly. Or, or, <laughs> even, or when it comes to the lesson. All right, who, how many here read your lesson? Good, good, good. What did you guys take from it? Would you just open up That's right. for those kind of open-ended well, questions? I guarantee they're going to get discussion, but almost they, but they're almost so broad here. that they won't get discussion. People don't know what to say. No, well, part of the reason is there are a lot of, of people who come to Sabbath school class who have not opened the lesson. Mm. And when you ask them that question, they're still just as willing to talk. <laughs> what are they going to talk about? It's not going to be the lesson. And this happens all the time. It's just like, well, I'm going to have to just talk about whatever because you open that door. And so you want to, and the reality is, even if people have studied the lesson, there is a tendency mm. most of the time for people to answer a question based on what they've always thought about a topic. Most of your class are not new to the subject. Mm -hmm. And they already have strong opinions, some very strong opinions. And so when you say, what do you think? They may launch onto a diatribe about what they think that they didn't like what the lesson was right. instead of sticking to what the lesson taught. Or they'll answer contrary to what the lesson taught. Or, so, again, getting off the lesson, even what the Bible teaches. Because, yes, well, yes. Because what ha you've seen this in giving Bible studies to non-believers. I mean, you take mm -hmm. the most, what Adventists would understand, John 3, 16. I use the illustration from John 3, so let's stick there. Yes. You're right, for God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. You have two options, perish or live. Right. Right? So you ask the people, <laughs> don't say, what is it? Say, what did the text say are our two options? And Everlasting life or you go to hell. Right. So Where live forever in heaven or live forever in hell. That's not in the text. <laughs> That's right. But it's in their head. That's right. And people will, will confidently speak to what they did not read, even though you just looked at it. So the role of the teacher oftentimes is to get people to see what they just looked at. You know what I'm saying? That's right. To actually Ask look them, at it again. Specific questions. Don't be ashamed when they answer wrong. Don't argue. Just say... What does the text say? Right. 
No, no, no. What does the text say? Read it again. Right. What did that quote say in the spirit of prophecy? Mm -hmm. Draw them back to, and then like, oh, oh, yeah. did, did it say? No, it doesn't say that. Right, and that it? means that your take on the lesson isn't the authority. That's right. It's the word itself having the authority. And that's what the purpose of Sabbath school class is, that's to right. let the word speak to us clearly and apply it in our lives. That's right. So you want to ask specific questions that point back to right. the lesson. So specific questions will come directly from either the, the lesson quarterly or preferably from the Bible itself or some combination, right? Uh, and so not only is it clear and it's giving an authority to the answer because it comes from outside of the group collective, you know, echo chamber of opinion, but it comes from the word of God and it keeps you on course. So you've right. gotten dialogue, you've gotten input and interaction, but you haven't let it devolve into a free-for-all, um, just a public you know, discourse. That's right. It's pretty cool. So you want to, in teaching the lesson, um, one thing that we didn't mention that I just want to reiterate is start out with a memory verse and practice memorizing. Do mm. not be in the practice every week of saying, would somebody read the memory verse? That's not the purpose for a memory verse. Yeah. Practice. Get, get some courage. volunteers. Like, let can you... Your, yeah. Let your class know you expect somebody to That's have right. memorized the memory verse. But then you could you start maybe by having the whole group say it together. And if you read, if That's you right. have to, but let's see how many people. That's right. And then let's get a volunteer who can do it. But we want to wean them off of that, just looking at That's it, having right. it in their minds. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I was jumping back to that. But in teaching the class, you know, as a teacher, again, um, asking questions, pointing back to the lesson, um, you know, going through. And, and sometimes you're going to have to, you know, as you can encourage discussion, sometimes you have to curtail discussion to keep things moving along. Mm -hmm. but, but ultimately, what you want to do is make sure as you prepared the lesson, you prepared those key points. They're key for a reason. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> those are the ones you want to definitely bring up. So don't miss your key points. Make sure that in the teaching of your lesson, as much time as you allow for interaction and dialogue, make sure you cover those key points and give yourself enough time. It's interesting, again, that in the, in the teacher's quarterly, they always end with a life application. Always end your lesson with some practical application. Don't just leave it out like that. Mm -hmm. we, we just came and got our heads filled with more right. what useless do I do with trivia. This stuff yeah. Leave some kind of a challenge, charge, appeal, you know, a mm -hmm. life application at the end of the, of the lesson so that the, the, your, your class is challenged to go yeah. out and live a, a, a powerful Christian example. And like last quarter when it's just interpreting scripture, the right idea, yes. that might have been challenging. But let me tell you, friends, I haven't even read through all this quarter <laughs> yet, but I guarantee you the That's whole right. quarter, each lesson is going to be about different aspects and reasons and methods for sharing our faith. There is going to be practical application aplenty when That's it comes right. to this quarter. So I'm looking forward to it. So those are, those are some quick teaching tips that I think that if you put those into practice, it could revolutionize... Revolutionize? revolutionize. <laughs> well, it, revolutionize. Might be, it might be so revolutionary, it might it revolutionalize. revolutionalize your class because it's a whole new... Hey, but I think what he's trying to say is it's really going to help. <laughs> anyway, there's plenty to cover in this one, not just in theory, but in practice. And I'm looking forward to it. And I think that's all we have for our teaching tips right now. Uh, do you want to close with prayer, or what do you want to do? Yes. Why don't we finish uh, with a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the privilege we have of being members of your last day church, Lord. And the Sabbath school is not just for teachers, but for any Seventh-day Adventist who wants to better understand the word and be able to share it with those around us. We pray, that especially through this upcoming quarter as we're studying um, our witness to others, making friends for God, that your Holy Spirit would 
would bless us to that end, Lord, would help us to um, gain a better understanding of uh, the practical teachings of your scripture and that the Holy Spirit would help us to live them out in our daily lives. We ask and pray these things in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Amen.